0: Hello, welcome to the Metapod of Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves over meta. I just spilled Kool-Aid all over me. No joke.
1: Drinking is hard. You want to try that one again,
0: Jake? If you want to.
1: Okay. Or
0: maybe we should get our, uh,
1: maybe we should call up a a pinch hitter for this one. PJ, do you want to intro the podcast? (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Welcome to the Metapod where we talk about all things Pokemon TCG meta. I, PJ, am the special guest commentator on Onset Podcast, so welcome.
1: Wow. So clean, so effortless. Jake, I think, I, I think you might have uh, some competition there for that intro spot.
0: <laughs> I, remember, I remember last week when I said that I needed a new podcast uh, co-host, and I think I found it. <laughs> so You know what's funny?
1: I feel like this is going to be a running gag where we constantly threaten <laughs> to replace each other as podcast hosts. Uh.
0: <laughs> if you play ADPZ one more tournament, I swear.
1: <laughs> all right. So yeah, we are kicking off today. PJ here with us, PJ from the Shuffle Squad, um on Twitch. And you have a YouTube as well, PJ. I- I'm assuming you yeah, have all the things.
2: We have all the socials. Yeah. The social things that you can have on the interwebs.
1: So PJ's just gonna be joining us for today. Uh, throughout the whole pod, just just for funsies. This is going to be for funsies. Also, PJ did pretty well in a tournament this weekend. So when we talk about the meta, you know, maybe maybe PJ will have insights that Jake and I lack as um, as losers with a capital L in today's Hexter TCG.
0: <laughs> look, look, look! Some some of it was a hundred percent accidental and my fault, but I did not O2 drop. I know I'm that was that. me.
2: I. Ah. Hmm. I'm bad. It happens to the best. It happens happens to to the the best,
1: best. but it happens to the worst more. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. All right. Do you want to talk about those five star reviews that we want to start getting?
0: So, yeah. So Sean and I had a real quick discussion before the podcast, and we kind of want to start reading your five star reviews on air during the podcast. Kind of a tribute to those of you that leave reviews because... Reviews, especially in the Pokemon TCG category, are uh, not that frequent, I will say. We do have a couple five-star ratings, I will say. We have a perfect five-star rating, which oh, is Oh, Jake, awesome. you jinxed us. That's okay. That's okay. You can pin it all on me. But anyways, there's one review that Sean says we read a while ago. I know who wrote it. It's the Snorlaxian, my buddy, but... I don't remember reading it. I i mean, this is episode number 24. We've done a lot of stuff since then, but we're going to start reading your five-star reviews. Uh, we'll look around on Apple. I can, they leave reviews on like Spotify.
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, if you can do it and tell us on Twitter that you did it. Uh, but yeah, leave us a review. We'll read them. Jake, what do you want the, uh, the topic to be what's the prompt this week for the reviews
0: the prompt for this week's review is how ptcgo is a bad client
1: that's right so remember leave us the podcast a five-star rating but give us your best rant about ptcgo as the review
0: very confusing but you know what it don't matter (laughs) you know what i Sean will donate you an apple to your PO box if you oh leave my. the review. I, Just don't put your address in the in the description. Yeah, that's, message it to yep. us.
1: You'll have to send it to us tel- telepathically in order to get the apple. But yeah, uh, and
2: I'll 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 do one better. If you don't leave the Metapod review, I will personally hunt down somebody from the Pokemon Company International and make them make ADP bypass the next rotation.
1: Oh, my. That is quite the threat. ADP in the 2022 season. If you don't leave a review, clearly
0: that's take take one for the team, folks.
2: We have to resort to scare tactics at this point. I mean, good
0: cop, bad cop. Sean and I are the good cops. PJ, bad cop. I like this. Uh, I like this uh, (laughs) uh, synergy we got going on. But we got a lot of other stuff going on, including kind of a sneak preview into the 2021 season now. Let me preface this by saying I don't think this applies to North America, specifically the United States, because if you didn't guess, this is related to the worldwide pandemic that's going on right now, and America doesn't really have it together. So starting in December, TPCI will begin to monitor the pandemic's impact on different states and countries to determine if live events can return to specific areas as early as 2021 which they specifically say early 2021. I'm reading this off of PokeBeach.com. I like PokeBeach. Very good site. But that's essentially what it is. It will be assessed also by competitive regions, and it specifically says in parentheses, such as by country or U.S. state. So this is very interesting in my personal opinion because this not only opens up the door for, like let's say, the Midwest, can have events but upstate new york can't you know because uh, is new york part of the midwest like i, I don't think so know. that would be indiana a- it's like i don't know i don't really know what the midwest is because indiana is like the s- most center part of the country almost but anyway yeah, i feel
2: i feel like we're migrating into more of a, a lockdown as the days go by a re-lockdown
0: no yeah i mean Obviously, they say they will continue to monitor this and they 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 don't give like specific dates of like the season's going to start mm-hmm. back up in January 21st, 2021. You know, this is they very much like leave open the possibility to have events in places probably mm-hmm. in like Europe first, I believe. I believe Europe's doing pretty well right now, right? I can't remember. I can barely keep track of Indiana.
1: You know, I don't I don't have any news coming out of europe at the moment so our european friends are going to have to tell us but you know what i think is crazy about this the idea that there will be competitive pokemon meaning like you can earn points that's the only thing that separates competitive from casual right Mm -hmm. so if competitive pokemon returns to some parts of the world and even some states over others that that's insane to me like as a if you're calling this like a game that's like global how does a region get points or another region doesn't? Maybe they just don't have worlds, so it's like they restructure it so that like you could be the European champion, maybe, if Europe has events again, but there's not a worlds, maybe.
0: No, I I highly doubt, especially the way that America is going, there will not be a 2021 worlds. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that you can have worlds until everybody is allowed to play. I'd agree with that statement. I think they just defaulted to like, the ICs Mm -hmm. so like the European international it's isn't it EUIC
2: yep yeah EUIC I believe so the other speculation that I have I I want to say that they're thinking about changing the point system so that could have some dealing for sure with what's going on
0: I mean sure I think if you're gonna I think if you're gonna have a season in like 2021 and have like let's let's hypothetically say EUIC as your as the European Worlds or the European final gam- gamba of the season gamba anyways <laughs> as the as the big as the big hoo ha of the season you know EUIC you definitely need to have a different point system cuz if you just like structure it from worlds nobody's going to qualify <laughs> right and here's my here's my biggest issue with this So I'm looking at this country or U.S. state. Let's say January 2021, Europe is allowed to play. What stops me besides like travel ban restrictions? Yeah, I was about to say, what stops you? Uh... Let's let's even make this even more simple. Let's make this even more simple. Let's say they open it back up in the Midwest only. Mm Mm-hmm. What stops me living in California from driving all the way to Indiana to compete in events? Whether uh, that is a, what is, whether that is a, you know, maybe they bring back cities because it's a smaller region. Um, whether they have North American internats, whether they have whatever, even League Cups yeah. and Challenges. I like, mean, w-
1: if you ask me, I think there's two things that stop people from doing that. I think if they open up you will have people driving potentially from neighboring states or regions that they're close enough to drive. I don't think you'll get somebody going from California to Indiana just to play in a challenge, right? But
0: no, I, would be- I heard I heard stories of people uh, who somebody tweeted this. I'm gonna go find I'm gonna go find the Twitter, but it's somebody went from Florida, like Miami, Florida, all the way up to Indianapolis like last year or something Mm -hmm. to compete in like two league challenges. But that was the purpose of
1: their trip or they happened to be in. No, that
2: was the purpose of their trip. I mean, that's a hundred percent true. And not only like league challenges and things like that, there, I mean, I'm not going to name any names, but there are people that will go to different countries that have a smaller player group just to get world's points.
0: I mean, I, if you've got the money to do it, like, I don't, I don't blame you for traveling to other countries and things like that, but, like... Right. But, like, what, like what's going to stop you? Okay, you can't fly? I'll just drive. Why not? I right. mean... I'll just drive.
1: This sort of brings me to the second thought of, like, if they region-locked people, basically. Um, mm-hmm. If they were to get, tell people, like, you know, I don't know what it was like before when you had city and then state and then, you know, those types of championships, but imagine they came back into to PJ's point, if they were going to restructure everything, maybe they go back to that model where it's not challenges, cups and regionals, but it's localized because a localized, this would be interesting. If they go localized for IRL, but maintain an amount of online events that are, that are international basically, or national, at least that would be an interesting mix to keep people in their region contained and say, if you want to compete in events that are broader uh, than that, you have to you have to do it online, right? And if they started region locking, people would be like, okay, now with your Pokemon Pop ID account, you have to declare what your area is, your zip code or whatever. Um, and in order to change it, you can only change it once every three months, right? That to me would be an interesting way of saying you can only compete and earn points in events that are within the state and or 200 mile radius, I don't know.
0: I just hate this false sense of hope that this is true, especially here in the States of like, I I hate to be pessimistic, but the, we're, we're not getting, oh yeah, no, IRL events anytime
2: yeah. soon. No way. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But on a positive note, there is that, what is that? The team challenge now? PTTO yes. is doing a yes. store team challenge. That's
0: cool. We did talk about the team challenge last week. Quick reminder that the team challenge signup opens up on November 27th. So if you're not sure if your local store is competing uh, or maybe your local store is not competing. And so you got to you got to put yourself on the uh, the transfer portal, as what we say in college athletics <laughs> uh, to to be recruited for us i don't is that actually gonna happen do we this is yeah a whole different topic. I, I
2: went to my my local game shop and you know i i talked to the owner and because we're sponsored by them and he's like yeah you know it's this date this date here's the calendar get everybody together let's do it
0: oh man so full scale man college recruiting all over again let me tell yeah. you that uh nobody's hit me up yet <laughs>
1: I mean, you have a local, right, though, that you're planning on probably going to?
0: Oh, yeah. And my, my local is uh, jacked. I, there's, there's some other names that are joining that I... That I mean, they Azul, can, they, right? I mean, I don't know. Azul hasn't confirmed, but uh, there's some other people that, are, that have won regionals yeah. that are competing in our place, yeah. and I'm going to compete with
2: them. Mr. Pramalot near you, too, don't you?
0: Oh yeah, Premawat Pram- goes to our locals. He's already confirmed. He's one of the he's one of the dudes confirmed. I will say we I I probably know three of the four people that are going to be in our top four. And wow, that's a that's a lot of regionals. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a lot of that's a lot of dubs. So if, if I had to put money on a store, Instagram,
2: that hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter. I'll I'll, I'll hook you up to our <laughs> store.
0: Oh boy, well it's just going to be the team challenge is going to be really cool. I kind of like it. It's it's made my store kind of excited to compete um, because I think our store has been for the most part way more into IRL than on. Like, I don't think we've Mm -hmm. I don't know if our people have really done anything online in terms of like the Players Cup and whatnot. Like, they did. There's there were some people that did like the Limitless qualifiers and things like that, but Mm -hmm. uh, Players Cup, I don't think we've garnered any attention really from like the the main every week go in group if that makes sense so the team challenge the team challenge has been really cool and and it allows the store to be like i don't know a community again that makes sense yeah i
2: feel i feel like it gives you back that sense of community that you used to have to go play local leagues you know you got all these players Mm -hmm. out there you know we had a couple worlds players at our local league which made it nice you know We would talk to those people all the time. And, you know, you become friends with those people because you see them more frequently. And now I think the fact that people are scared to go to these events in a sense, because you don't know. You don't know what's happening. But, you know, everybody loves Pokemon. We love playing Pokemon. And you want that feel of in real life cards. But, you know, we are where we are. So this is the safest way to go about doing it. Do the online tournaments. But now you're still, you know, you can have a Discord group and just chat with all your friends via Discord because now they're all together for the store again.
0: Yeah, like I mean, even though Pokemon has uh, really dropped the ball on League at home, mm-hmm. I, I mean, our there's a Discord that I'm in. Um, I was because I was in the Pittsburgh podcast, the yeah, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast, and they have a Discord group that I joined, and they have League at home. And they're like league uh, T.O. I don't know. The league head essentially mm-hmm. said that TPCI has stopped sending like league at home promos to them. So they, they don't really have they don't have those anymore, at least new ones. So it's like. There's no incentive, no support. Here. Yeah, there's there's literally no support for league at home. So I, I don't know if that's more because they've been focused on the team challenge. But it's it's been it's been tough. So again, that's why people are really excited about this, and I am as well. Even though I still don't know what a round robin is. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm hoping that our tournament organizers, yeah, at our individual stores, give us a, a nice rundown of the of the
2: format. But again, that'll be. That, that, I was gonna say I'm just hoping the new software comes out and and that's you know worth it. I'm sure.
0: I I have a conspiracy theory, right? I don't know if he's listening, but I have a conspiracy theory that Neilpie is actually working with Pokemon on creating this new program.
1: Ooh, that's, that's why, why he had yeah, to drop my, from the Sunday open running.
0: Yep. Yep. That's why he had to, because he had to he had to he Pokemon heard about the, the Porygon bot and was like, yo, yeah. why don't we cop that? Didn't I mean, he play
2: Sunday? Pretty sure he played.
0: I don't know. There's a there's a dude that has like a similar name to Neil Pie, and I remember oh. watching Azul stream and Azul, and people in chat being like, "Oh my gosh, is that him?" But I've played. I played against Neil Pie in the Players Cup qualifiers. Um, I saw him on one of the key tournament things and played mm-hmm. against him. And he said that he, uh, um, shoot, he said that he. Uh, well, like he's still playing, but his name is Neil Pie in the game. It's not like it's not some fancy thing. Like when you when you see it, yeah. you know it's him. You know it's yeah.
2: Yeah, I want to say in the roster for the the Atlas Sunday one, he uh, for the Sunday Open, it said Neil Pye as the username. Huh.
0: Well, I'll actually have to go look at that because that I we can actually like go way back and look at that. But anyways. That's my conspiracy theory. I don't know if he's listening. I don't know if it's true. It's probably not. It's probably just a wild idea, but, you know.
1: Well, do you want to get into the meta discussion now? Uh, sure. I'm just kidding. Let's yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, let's, so we have uh, some some big updates on the meta. We made some predictions. I can't remember what they were, but I don't think they were this at all. Uh, and now we've had the first weekend of Vivid Voltage. Now, I will preface this by saying first weekends, uh, you know, things might still change, but it was a very surprising weekend one for me. What about what about you two?
0: I thought it was pretty... Sur- I didn't play it in any events over the weekend. I just played in the Hexer that was tonight. But um, the way that it evolved, I I think, like, we had... I think we had an inkling of it, but I don't think we took the magnitude. Which mm-hmm. uh, I think PJ and his choice in the Neil Pi Open is uh, is a testament to how he knew what the meta was going to be.
2: Oh yeah, I I I looked at the first couple of like testing tournaments, and I'm like, yep, this is kind of what I thought, and I'm going to play this deck that I've been working on a little bit. And I'm pretty sure 60% of the meta it's favored against. So let's see what happens. And uh, and it, it came out pretty good. Um, I I estimated one deck that I thought would do really well with Vivid Voltage that I don't think is doing as well. I'm I'm hoping that changes as the meta shifts. But I was really hyped about Luke Metal, and I I really just don't think it's going to hit. The the numbers that I want it to. The only thing I'm really seeing is it's played more like a control deck. That's that's really what they're they're going on because um, Leon is in the format and ADP players are playing Leon, and because of Full Metal Wall GX, they even with like the metal goggles on they can hit right through the zation. And I was very underwhelmed when I was testing it. And uh, ADP is ADP. It's always going to be good. But um, I was testing ADP. And a lot of the times, I didn't even have to use Boss's Order. And that was just, like, big sad for me. And I'm like, man, this deck is just way too good now.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I think what you're referring to is that there was a lot of Luke Metal played. I will say that. Especially, yeah. like I can't say for every tournament, but I I helped cast the PokéX tournament, and the top two decks were Sentiscorch and ADP, mm-hmm. uh, and they both had about twenty percent of the meta of all of the decks. Yeah, and then third was Luke Metal. Uh, it had eleven decks out of like eighty something, so it's still it's pretty high. Yeah. But in terms of what saw success, you're absolutely right. Uh, ADPZ. Saw a lot of success and sent to Scorch sent to Scorch this weekend was absolutely insane. Um,
0: I think the big thing for us, we knew that Luke metal was going to be better, right? We, we reviewed the set list. We said, look at this. We got age of Slash in here. We have this metal energy that is special. Now that helps get rid of weakness. We were like, okay, Luke metal is going to be played a lot. Luke metal is going to be all right. We, uh-huh figured i think i think we mentioned this on the podcast that that Scorch was going to get better as a result of luke metal becoming more popular right because just because you have a card doesn't mean that you auto win right, right. weakness is still weakness but i don't think we expected Scorch to pop off this much for at most one card
1: yeah yeah, yeah it's nuts it's absolutely nuts i mean so to give people uh listening a flavor of how it did uh it won there was four tournaments that cash man thank you cash man uh put together uh for this cash yes shout out to cash despite cash now being outcast from the proper play pokemon world he still uh is putting in the time (laughs) world champ in my heart but Cashman, he did win one of the tournaments. He actually won the PokéX tournament uh, with Centiscorch. Yes. Centiscorch got two wins out of four tournaments, five top fours, and eight top eights. That is at the top of all of those categories. So absolutely yeah. monster turnout.
0: Let me you know, just mention wh- as well, the especially PokéX, X. won, one, two, four, seven. Just in that event alone,
2: yeah, it's crazy. It's it's so good. It's such a good deck, and I I have despised it since it's it's thought because I'm like oh big fire deck. Here's another big fire deck, and you know I, I've even talked to Cash. Cash is always like, I want to play a different deck. I want to play a different deck. I always play fire. What should I play? And I'm I'm sending him these decks, and he's like, No, I'm just going to play Sentinels Scorch. Um, <laughs> so, um. <laughs> You know, obviously, being as consistent as it is, it's such a great play. And, I mean, even against things like Luke Metal, oh, you throw a, a Giratina in, now we've got the energy gone. Or you throw hammers in a Sena Scorch because you can do that. You've got the space in this deck. You just throw hammers in, and now that energy's gone, and now you're just taking people out. And, and it's great because it can take hits from ADP and still, you know, stay in the game um it, it's just it's a really really good deck and if you go back and look at the japanese meta um Scorch was huge for a while over there too
0: yeah yeah and i mean you look at that and colossal uh colossal has uh it kind of flopped oh my god it's still super early but opening weekend yes and currently there is a colossal 50 in the heg i'm i'm keeping tabs on the results very exciting, yeah. but for the most part, I think we like. I think a lot of the people of the community generally thought that uh, Colossal was going to be the bee's knees, yeah, going to be the end yeah. all to two decks of Eternatus and Picarom, but that has sadly been the case. I've seen, I especially uh-huh. with the new Limitless uh website, which is phenomenal, by the way um shout out so limitless but yeah such a great colossal been loosed, it's been losing a lot of people have been losing the picarom matchup with colossal yeah. which is interesting to say the least
1: i don't understand it's just, how
2: <laughs> it's so fast though that's what it is picarom is just so fast and if you can't outspeed it which colossal unfortunately it's a slow deck it's a slow pokemon in the game it's a slow pokemon on the card it's just it is a slower deck. So unless you can get colossal rolling out of the gate, it doesn't scare Peek around. Ram. around's like, I, okay, you're going to set up. You're good, oh, oh, I'm paralyzed. Wait a minute. What just I, happened? I think the
0: biggest difference, so like y- you compare slow decks between like Luke Metal and colossal. yeah, Luke Metal, although it is a slow deck, it is a deck that punishes you. Colossal doesn't really like have that same impact, right? Like, there's no full metal wall to get rid of the energies. Like, Colossal can't find the way to get... um, Colossal can't find the way to get all of those energies on so fast. Like, it can get two per turn, right? And that includes the attack. I mean, you can throw in B... I don't want to don't
1: my deck that went 0 and 2 today, but (laughs) 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 I did power up a Pokemon on my bench from 0 to 4 energy... In one turn.
0: Well, nobody has a bigger ball sack than you, Sean. But... <laughs> I mean, I'm
1: saying though, I did drop O2, so uh, take that for what it's worth as well.
0: But the point is, like m- the the deck is so much more consistent, and it's so much more faster, right? Like I can consistently, I could probably way more consistently power up a Zacian and hit for 230 in one single turn, like laying it down, putting an energy on, and then hitting two metal saucers. That's probably way more likely than doing 240 of uh, mm-hmm. evolving your colossal vmax and somehow hitting all of those edit 4 energies, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the huge difference to me between the two decks like yes they're slow, but one is what is way slower than the other because it, the because colossal doesn't force your opponent to also be slow. Yeah. Right.
2: And that's also, the thing, don't, with, play,
0: don't play the Sir Chester, Bath, and Luke metal. I think it's bad.
2: Yeah, Same yeah, time. I think it's bad too. It's just, it makes it worse for you with ADP, it makes it a hundred times worse. Don't I just, do it. Yeah, don't believe the anyways,
0: there, there are um, some
2: good moments with it, but, anyways, let's you know, on. a deck that I did not expect to come out of the blue, but I, I I'm pumped for it. I really love it. Whimsicott. Um, and I'll talk about it exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, t- I'll talk about this deck a little bit more, you know, if we go through my run in the Sunday Open. Um, but Whimsicott, I love this deck. It is my new baby blonde. Like, it it doesn't hit the same way. It, it plays differently, but it is a fantastic one prizer deck. And that's what I've been waiting for, is just something that has the potential to beat the meta decks that are out there but it's a one prize i, I would even consider it a budget deck oh yeah honest. i mean it's got rares but with the mean, amazing rares are it?
1: the amazing well rares are the you things don't that even have
2: it... to play it with yeah. amazing rares you can play it with snorlax and it still works yeah some people on ladder i was watching some streams
0: i saw some people on ladder playing the or the whimsicott deck with team up jirachis yeah interesting and i don't, I don't know and it works I don't know how super viable that is because then you probably have to play like scoop up nets. Because yes. how else are you going to get the Jirachi out of there?
1: The number of cards you have to put in just for that, right, feels untenable.
0: But I mean, but you can do either it either way. Yeah, like I mean, uh, like Azul is playing two Pokécoms and mm-hmm. you know, there's there's two cards right there you could probably cut, or like one of the tech cards, like Mew or Fion, or something right. like that. The Hoopa from Unified Minds. You know, he can get rid of that as well. The hair across that he's playing. Like those are yeah. those are six different options right there to put in right. like four scoop up nets for your three Jirachis and who knows, maybe the scoop up net works good if you've got like a a Skull Wovit that you need to get out of the active or you with like your U-turn border air balloons right. you know for a lot of those Pokémon. So the I deck like is Wings just like Cat.
2: it it's what it's what I wanted out of Mad Party but I didn't get Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a great that's a great definition or explanation of it. Cause yeah, Mad Party is great except for ADP. But Whimsicott, right. it hits those numbers. It can hit those numbers turn two, turn three, right? Where mm-hmm. Mad Party is like, I'm gonna need about three or four turns to actually start doing real damage. But at that point right. you're like so far behind on prizes so you're like, well, I guess I lose.
0: Why haven't people
2: uh, played this Heracross in Mad Party. See, uh, I don't know. I think Heracross, especially in Mad Party, it's just so hard to get out up in front. And then you've got to hit it at the right time. I think Heracross is a good tech because you want to have all one prizers. You don't want a Latios just chilling out there. Mm-hmm. But it's. It is harder to party, or yeah, to party up. It's harder to power up um, the Heracross, I think, in Mad Party than it is in Whimsicott. It's just because you, you've got to dig through your deck and say you play a Dedenne or you play a Professor's Research and, you know, you, you're trying to fill up your, your bench at least. Um, and then just like you're, you're milling yourself in Mad Party and it's just so hard to get that Pokemon active. in, And that's kind of a flaw in uh, in Whimsicott that I noticed, but um, a no leaks to our, our future conversation here, but I think that that's the biggest flaw. I actually played uh, in a locals tournament the day before, and I played against Mad Party, and I was able to stall lock and a Ranguru, in the active spot, and that just gave me the idea. It's like, oh wait, if they don't play more than one air balloon, they can't get out of this. I mean, they can put energies, but I have four boss in my deck, so I could just put them up there, and they're milling themselves. So why don't I just sit back and let them draw the rest of their deck and see what happens?
1: That that's a fascinating win condition against these decks, like especially in online tournaments. Where you can see your opponent's deck list and you can know how many, you know how many air balloons do they play. Now they could, you know, play. They they have those U-turn boards, right? So you could throw a U-turn board, attach, retreat all in the same turn. But it does mill them of their energy, and Azul's list at least only plays two of the basic psychic energy, Mm -hmm. which uh, is not. I don't know. That's a scary thing to do. And I know he plays like what two ordinary rods or something. But even still, you have very limited energy resources that you can give up.
0: But that's the right. thing. Like especially if uh, if this uh, whimsicott deck mostly plays like one single energy attackers, right? You let's say you prize the two psychics or whatever. <laughs> you know oh, you no. pri- you prize both psychic energies <laughs> oh sad. boy you can still use like the horror energy doesn't mean it's not like other energies where it only provides like a colorless or whatever or like well, something like it's an energy even if it's right but and so that, like you can you can allow that to retreat and since whimsicott is so different into where it only requires one energy like, that just makes it all that more okay, I feel like. And you can buy yourself enough time to get it off the prizes.
1: True. I mean, I, I guess, yeah, you could potentially rip it off prizes, right? I just... It's, it's an anxiety thing of, like, you can't ever get those horror energies back. And having a total of only six energy, four of which you can never get back, it just feels like you tempt fate every time you... um Every time you load up a game because you're like, well... It might vary. You could very easily whiff energy. You could very easily just run out of energy, right? Like, say you have to—I don't know—research early in the game, and there goes one of your ordinary rods, and now you're down to a maximum of eight attacks in the entire game. You know, just based on the na- and that's assuming everything goes right.
0: Pretty fine by me. I think that's pretty good. Well, I mean, I got—I mean, Azul is clapping cheeks out here.
2: Yeah, deck, Azul. So- he, he he, does his thing, and I mean, he's worked on that... I think he's on, like, the fourth phase of that deck right now. Uh, I've been watching his streams on the, his Twitch channel, and I've seen, like, each phase of what he puts in, what he cuts out, and it's just... It's so amazing to watch a deck be built like that. Um, you, And you get to learn, obviously, your matchups and see what you need versus what you don't need. And, uh, you know, a, a big thing for me, because I... I'm a deck builder at heart. I, I love building decks. Like, that's my favorite part of playing Pokémon, is to just, like, look at the cards. What can I do with this? How can I make this work? And and that was fun for me as a kid, because I've been playing, like, way back since, like, Wizards of the Coast era. Um, I played all the way through Neo and then Sneasel came out, and then I'm like, nah, I'm good. Um, uh, and then I stopped playing all the way up until, like, Lost Thunder... And I'm like, man, these cards do so much more. Cause like I've played magic in the past before, or I, I used to play chess as a kid. And I'm like, now there's that element in Pokemon where you you really have to like you have to think about what you can do in your win conditions and, and how you can maneuver around the meta in a sense. Um and, and get these cards to work in synergy with each other. And you might have a really cool idea for two Pokemon, but if you can't execute it fast enough now or you know not even fast enough but in the the right way where it sets your board state up then it's unfortunately not cool anymore because the deck doesn't work when you play it unless you're playing some pokemon ptcgo ladder jank um and you're just testing it out just to see if it works but i think the the biggest takeaway for me is that if you and i've said this to my team if Right now in the meta, because ADP is so huge and Senna Scorch is so huge, if you're a one-prizer deck and you're not hitting 240 or more on turn two, don't even play the deck. If you're not able to get rid of the opponent's energy on turn two or three, don't play the deck. And if you're not Pika around, don't play the deck. Because (laughs) Pika around is going to be around until it rotates. It's just, that's how it is. Just
1: that good. Well, uh, in terms of the, the other decks in the meta, what, what were some surprise? I mean, obviously, Picaram, we just talked about that, had two wins, so two of the four wins. I know we gave Cinescourge a lot of love, but Picaram managed to get two wins out of the four. Yep.
0: Which We've been is, giving Picaram love. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: We've been doing that. And then, <laughs> I mean, outside of that, though, I don't know. Like, I want...
2: Yeah, go ahead. I want Picaram to go away... Because I love Inteleon so much, I want Inteleon to be a deck, and uh, and my buddy Mike, uh, shout outs to you, Mike, uh, loves Lapras so much, and he wants Lapras to be a deck. But Pikachu is here, just staring us in the face, and it's just like, do I want to play the uh, weakness guard energy? No, there's no space in this deck. Um, I mean, I could, but play it's hammers. Just, exactly, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, uh, I guess I'll just which decks, then, um, which which brings me kind of into the next point. Unless you have had more to go on, Sean. I, oh no, I, don't know. I mean, uh, are
1: you going to uh, talk about your run and the crazy deck that you yes, built?
2: Yes, yes. I'll, I'll talk about my run, the crazy deck. Um, so, for those of you who don't know already or don't follow me on any social media, uh, I am that crazy player that built a welder melodic V deck and played that in the uh, the Atlas Sunday Open last Sunday. Um, so, for me, I, I obviously, I love water builds, like my old school Wizards of the Coast deck was the uh, the Blastoise deck, the Rain Dance Blastoise. I still have it on a shelf here. All the original base set Blastoises are inside of it. Blastoises? I don't know. Um, but, uh, I love decks like that, and Melodic was so cool, because there, there used to be the Caldeo deck um, that you could welder to, um, and then we'll use like uh, the rainbow brush, and you could get the second water energy. But I love the idea. I love the concept. Um, because Santa Scorch was so huge, one, I know that they're going to play Giant Hearth. So here's my two fire energies. Uh, two, Santa Scorch is huge, so uh, in ADP, it was attack already. So why not just make a deck out of that? And three, I could one-hit KO in ADP, turn two. Yeah. So why wouldn't I play this deck? And it was between this and ADP because I had an ADP build um, that was a little spicy. It had a couple of texts in there. I threw ordinary rod in here because I knew that hammers was a thing, and nobody's nobody's doing that. Um, so I'm gonna try that out in another tournament, but see if it works. But it it's worked on the the TCGO tournament events um, after I I tech that in. And um, But with uh, the Melodic V, I, I played it and it did pretty well in my testing. And I'm like, mm, should I play this? Because I've played a lot of meme decks before in tournaments. I think in the other Hexter, I'm like, okay, I'll play Team Up Charizard because I love this card. I want to see it work. And it was just like, I went 0-2 drop. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I had fun <laughs> with the deck. It was cool. Um, but this one, you know, I went to my team. I'm like... Hey, dare me to play that melodic V deck today. And like, yeah, do it. Why not? It looks cool. Um, so I teched in uh the Victini because there's a lot of oh, bird trio was one. That's another favorite of mine. Um R.I.P. Bird Trio to peek around as well. Uh oh, <laughs> but man. uh, you know, doing something like that, I'm like. Oh, I can get the energy. I I could play that Butterfree that accelerates energy, but that's a lot of cards in my deck. Why not just play one card where I could play, you know, if I played Butterfree, now I'm taking up, what, six extra spaces yeah. for the rest of the Butterfree lineup, and I have to get it in the active. I'll just play this, and uh, I went with three Absolls instead of four because of all the VMAX. It's like, Senate Scorch VMAX, it doesn't matter. Um, I was kind of scared of Dragapult VMAX, and I'm really scared of Eternatus with this deck. But I'm like, you know what? Based on these other tournaments, it, the Colossal kind of scares the Eternatus away. I think it's, Eternatus is still really good. That's my hot take. I think Eternatus is really good. Play Eternatus. If you're an Eternatus player, just do it. Um, play the deck until you can't play it anymore. The same thing with Dragapult players. Like, Just play it. Um, it's a great deck. It smacked me around a whole lot. But I was uh, undefeated for the first phase, basically, um, of this tournament. Yeah, you went 7-0. and, uh, I, seven I went, and 0. Yeah, I, I went Scorch, Senescorch, Scorch, Oh, my. And, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, this is what I predicted. This is what's going to happen. And I'm like, I'm favored against ADP because I can just knock ADP out. And I can knock out Azation, like, no problem. And, uh, and that's exactly what I did. I, I came up against an ADP round four, I believe, and I knocked out their ADP and they're like, okay, well, I'm going to scoop it up now. Uh, the, the big thing for me, the, this is like, it, it's good and bad, but my tie in the tournament was against Whimsicott and I felt really bad about it. Um, and unfortunately, there was an error in the software where it said six minutes, but the round timed out. Um, but I was able to establish a control lock with the deck because there's an alternate win condition in this deck. If you, I can get something up in the active, I have Galar Mine, and I have Absol's, and I just stuck this Didene up up front and it couldn't get out, and it had two energies on it. I'm like, okay, they're gonna throw an air balloon and another energy, and that's, that's it. And then they're gonna start clapping me here. So I saw the other Dedene on the bench, and I sucked that up. And unfortunately, now you can look at somebody's deck list and see what resources they have. They didn't have any ordinary rods. They didn't have any Marnies left, so they couldn't get rid of their hand. They had nine cards left in deck, and I had six minutes on the timer, and all of a sudden it says, round time is up. And I'm like, mm. But yeah, that was the big takeaway. Melodic V, I still think is good. Um, I'm kind of scared of Picaram, kind of not. I, I have a tech that I would kind of want to throw in and try it again and see what happens. But, but you might see Melodic V again in another tournament.
1: Oh, right. Well, I mean, with all the Senesquartz running around, right, it feels like yeah. if Senesquartz if does really well the Hexer tonight again, you know, you might start seeing more water decks, whether that's well, it's probably just melodic, let's be frank, because pecaram is still around <laughs> so that's right that's really it. um yeah, in terms of other decks, though, I think you know, was it you or Jake who mentioned like play dragapult if you if you like the deck yeah. because there has been almost no alternatives at so many right. tournaments and I, yeah, I mean, unless people are just like, you know what? Colossal is not going to be not good so I can play Eternatus again until that happens for sure. Mm-hmm. I think you're cool playing Dragapult. Yeah, I think you're safe.
2: Yeah, it does a lot of cool things. It definitely punishes your bench which was my misplay against it is I uh, I wanted to give myself a little backup plan and uh, I overbench,ed and I'm like, ooh, that was a misplay. I shouldn't have done that. Um, but yeah, it just... Because you don't realize, because you haven't played Dragapult in, what, like, three months? Um, Or against it, because Eternatus has just been running the show along with ADP and Santa Scorch. Um, and uh I just... I feel like it is still... They're both still good decks. And, you know, they don't... I don't think Pokemon creates an archetype and says, hmm... I think this is just gonna flop in a couple of months. So let's put it out there and, and let the kids have fun. Um, but at the same time, they do keep creating these uh these giant cards with the exact weakness to their prior uh love child that they had. So
1: Yeah. I mean I would say part of me would say, Oh, I think um Colossal was clearly the you know premier deck, I suppose, for this set. Yeah. But Or beetle is in the same thing, same set and that's grass weakness. So they kind of put colossals weakness in the same set. So I think what you'll see next obviously is like, you're probably going to just see, you know, water and darkness in the next Mm -hmm. set. I think Urshifu being a water and fighting type. If they give that as a water type, a maybe grass weakness, that, would be very interesting um, because then you would have a water type that isn't weak to pikaram or right. isn't weak to Zacian, right?
2: Here's a hot take. I, I feel like they're going to start pushing more of these amazing rares. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. That's, that's going to be the meta eventually.
0: I think amazing rares just have the same impact as like Prism Star has. Where there's like there's a there's a lot of them, right? Yep. There's a lot of different ones. There's a couple that come out every set, but they're not they're not anything to write your mom about. You know, like Jirachi. <laughs> what you're Jirachi, not writing Jirachi's your mom? Cool yeah. Come on, Jake, write Jir- your mom. I call my mom. I call my mom, okay? Oh, okay. Anyways. Anyways, <laughs> back to what I was saying. Like Jirachi's a cool card, but Jirachi is so niche and it's not it's not great. And you can't you can't tell me that like <laughs> All the any of, you can't tell me that Selby's good.
2: right <laughs> oh, Look at Coco. Coco Prism Star is in. Well, every I mean, deck there are some. There energy.
0: are some exceptional ones for sure. Right. Like Victini there's Prism. Prism. There's Victini. There's Beast Energy. Yep. Like Victini was, Factory, oh, that be, yeah, Thunder ones, Mountain. There's some. Thunder
1: Mountain. That's all you need. Thunder Mountain. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but like, it's those aren't not going to be. Yeah, right. but it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be anything that's like. Meta changing, especially because you can have you can have more than one in a deck if that makes sense. I don't
1: know. Watch me build a quality Vel amazing rare deck, there and you just go. just tell my opponent like, look, if you want to play vmaxs go for it. I'm gonna auto KO you. Good luck getting
0: those energies on, bud. <laughs> right. I
2: mean, all five of those yeah.
0: energies. <laughs> I'll
2: make well, it. I like I like cards that have come out in this Vivid Voltage set, like pick a I I really feel like oh, that. Oh, the Trump-beak, yeah. Card. Yeah, the Trumbeak the Trumbeak there. I really feel like that's untapped potential. Uh, I don't know how you can get it to work with three energies, but I feel like that's a road that people might start going down. Um, And then, uh, well, that Butterfree is still okay, but it's way too many deck slots. That's why people haven't been playing. You know, it's hyped up. A lot of people hype it um, on like YouTube channels and whatnot, but it's way too many. It's taken up like a quarter of your deck. Uh, the Victini, a victory sign, is cool. Um, not to toot my own horn here, but uh, dependent on what the Amazing Rare needs. Very cool. And then you have all these other tech cards, too, because you've got with the Karate Belt. Uh, maybe if we... Well, there's the Zacian that you could play it with, and Aurora Energy is still going to be a thing for a while. Um, what do you guys think is going to happen next August? I know that's far away, but it's still still something on the back of my mind is take a look at all these cards, especially with v- vivid voltage. Cause me and, and our locals, we all had the conversation vivid voltage kind of, it's not what we wanted it to be. But if you look at the cards just by themselves and then think maybe next August, if there is a rotation, there's no more baby blondes, There's no more welder. There's no more ADP there's you know because what the plan from what i hear on the underground here is that it's supposed to be sword and shield on
0: yeah that would make sense oh yeah that's that's given well it's not given but i think just based on how rotations have worked in the past that's the that's the assumption of what it's going to be
1: i think i think losing to dene as well nobody ever talks about like that being a critical part of rotation but you lose Dedenne and then you don't have, and Crobat, let's be frank, Crobat's cool, but Dedenne mm-hmm. is better than Crobat. Um,
2: oh, yeah, for sure.
1: I think losing better. Dedenne slows down the game significantly as well. Yeah. So, you know, I could see, you know, that having a huge impact on slowing things down. Not No Welder, no Dedenne, and no ADP. I think mm-hmm. those three cards are probably responsible for the pace of the game by itself by themselves three cards alone. Yep. Um now they keep printing Vmaxes that only have two energy cost which is pretty annoying. I'm, I'm like you know that I I kind of feel like the main attack of a 340 HP Pokemon being mm-hmm. one darkness one colorless feels a bit odd to me, but I'm being harsh.
2: All and i know Rose, is one that- of the most most hyped cards that were coming out um before. Nobody plays that card yet.
1: Wait, which one?
0: Rose is bad.
2: Rose. Rose. Oh. Rose, Rose, Rose is bad now.
0: A cool idea. It was a it was an interesting card, an interesting tactic, but I yeah. think I'd rather play red and blue. Well <laughs> <laughs> at yeah, least red um, and blue doesn't discard my entire hand.
2: Well, going on that point, Jake, I do have a deck and work I'll have to talk to you about. Uh, but it's got some red and blue in there. I'll have to show you.
0: <laughs> um, still a bad card, I don't like red and blue <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> so, but hey if you, got, if you got the sauce
1: do we want to talk about the last uh, not, not more meta, do you want to talk about these full yeah. arts Jake, I feel like you're very excited about some of these full arts oh
0: my god so Shiny Star V dropped a ton of full art announcements, we, we talked about the Marnie we talked about the Pierce last week I think that was
1: yeah the alternate art full arts or whatever
0: let me tell you a good old story about the man who's everybody's friend. The hip thrusting, <laughs> wonderful ball guy getting his own fall art card along with Kara Liss. Pretty cool fall art, by the way, the fossil lady. I don't know what the, uh, the, the Turfield gym people are, but they're Turfield. I guess they're called gym trainers. Uh, I guess I guess the regular art is different than the full art, according to Pokebeach.com. So they're looking at Kabu's gym, which I think is. Interesting. Whatever, it starts with an H, I think. But then the full art is Turffield gym. It's those gym leaders. You get the little uh, EV costume girl. I don't even know if we know what this card is yet, or at least I'm sure we know what the card is, but I just don't know. It you know it is what it probably is? It's probably Pokekid. Oh, you know what? It could be Pokekid. Oh, okay. That's right. Because Pokekid yeah, is sense. the kid in the Pikachu. Yep. So yes. that would make sense. But one that I've seen a lot of hype about outside of Ball Guy, because that's what I'm most excited about, Bird Keeper Toby. Or just Bird just Keeper. Just Bird Keeper. Bird I, Keeper Toby I, is I, the YouTuber. <laughs> I know, but it, it, they literally like look I the know. same. They and, do. And they do. It's, it's literally him. Anyways, those two are getting full art cards. I'm very excited about that. I did hear... You know, talk because Sean and I didn't play when, like, Lost Thunder was the new set, was, like, the most recent set, where, like, Apricorn Maker, like, actually saw play. And it was in, it was in Grand Bowl mostly, so kind of pretty niche. But it still saw play. And I'm wondering if Ball Guy has any reason to be played in decks.
1: Now, I what does know. Ball Guy do again? Search your deck for up to three different item cards that have
2: Ball in their name.
0: Yes. Then reveal them, put them in your hand, shuffle your deck. I
2: mean, it was like, like Apricorn Maker. Right?
0: Apricorn Maker was get it from the discard, I believe. It was, I think it was uh, like two balls from the discard, something like that. I believe ball. I believe Ball Guy is different than Apricorn Maker because Apricorn Maker was the discard. I'm pretty sure about that.
1: I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if there's eventually a ball search for V's for Pokemon V. Oh, uh, the same it, way we have yeah. Cherish Ball, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure, I have no doubt in my mind. You could probably like it seems
1: like a pretty good card if you're like, you know, going first on your second turn, and all you need to do is set up. You can ball search. You can go grab a quick ball, go grab a Pokemon V ball, and then go grab a great ball, right? And then I mean,
0: look at look at look at this tinfoil hat theory. You look at the uh, you look at the ball guy full art. You see quick ball card in the format. You see great ball. It's card in the format you see pokeball whoa wouldn't you know that's a card in the format but there's a fourth pokeball on there it's a the level ball yep. level ball reprint
1: that Hello. is i like that i like that theory that is because that what does level ball do does it get
0: level ball was 90 three, hp yeah it's it's 90 hp or less or less. Um, okay. Yeah, it was it was uh. just originally or less, but you never know. They could do like an errata. Cause it wasn't quickball errata? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. So they like could do that again, except it could be like for V maxes or V's. You know, the the level ball has like a V shape on it. Yeah. On the front. In that red in that red marking. So that could be like, hey, level ball, grab a V card. Grab yeah. a specifically a V, not a V max, but a V.
1: You know what's fascinating about this too? They, you know, how they printed you know, Ultra Balls a card in the past, but mm-hmm. for this set, they have Evolution Incense. So there was clearly a a reason now, in retrospect, that they didn't give Evolution Pokemon a Ball Search, but instead gave them a some other item. Um, I wonder if they like had this idea of like they want to make the Ball Search cards searchable themselves but they don't want Ultra Ball to come back into the format for some reason.
0: Um, Well, I think their main idea was like most evolution Pokemon are going to be VMAXs, right? Because VMAXs are just really good. I don't think anybody um. can doubt that. So you you look at VMAX Pokemon, they're not different Pokemon. They're the same Pokemon. They just become their Dynamaxed form. So it doesn't make sense to like have Ultra Ball almost. Because you're not like, it's not like you're grabbing an evolution of a Pokemon. Like you're not grabbing a Trumbeak to put on your Picky peck. If that makes oh, sense.
1: Oh, because oh, you're saying thematically it's the same Pokemon. It's not. I mean, meaning yeah, it's like it, it's a Charizard it, before and it's a Charizard after. It's just big Charizard.
0: Yeah, it, it big Charizard and it has like a uh, a temporary. But uh, what's that... the Digimon? Digivolve. It Digivolves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we've come. We, we've, we've landed on the real crux of it. Pokemon is now old Digimon seven. confirmed.
0: Tenfold High theory. You heard it here. First level ball gets reprinted
2: and has an errata. All right. So here's a question I have for you guys. So in the Sword and Shield set, which card do you hope gets errata from an old set?
1: I would have to know more about old sets. <laughs> um... I mean, for me, Pokemon Ranger, but I don't think okay. it's going to happen. <laughs> Because I think if it was gonna happen, it would have happened. Right.
2: uh, Well, imagine there's a world without ADP. What, what, I mean, obviously there's like escape rope, which is one that I've heard people talk about. Or for me, it's counter energy. Hmm. That's interesting. I really wish that, that they eroded counter energy.
0: Now, does counter energy, how does that
2: work again exactly?
0: When you're down behind on prizes and you're not a GX or EX, it gives you two energies of any color. All right. I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I could buy For that. Invasion. That I, I mean I don't two. I don't think that was necessarily needed though, because they made they made twin energy, they have triple acceleration in the format. They have Aurora energies. Right. I think once Aurora Energy was printed, it almost like went out the window. And like twin energies, because that was the yeah. no Aurora was Sword and Shield base and then twin was Rebel Clash, but still. Right, right. Like, I think the combination of those two, I don't, I don't know if there's any plans of... I could see... Of counter.
1: I could see there being a... Oh, man. Uh, I'm, tr- I'm really trying to think of, like, maybe a Max Elixir, Max Potion, or Ace roller type reprint that... M- I don't know how it gets eroded. Maybe... Yeah, I have no clue. But I feel like that there's a card like that that yeah. needs to come back in some form.
2: Yeah, Acerola would be nasty in this format.
0: I mean, it's isn't it nasty in expanded? <laughs>
2: yes, yes, it is.
0: Yeah, Acerola is almost a staple for your big for your big dogs. But, mm-hmm. um, I think the card that I would want to come back and have an Errata is Ace Specs because yeah. you can play Ace Specs now, but they're so old and they're so. Warned that you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about this on the pod. How you can you can get game losses for your a specs because of the way that that card ages. Right. Even if you, even if you, yeah, it, it curves, so it, it becomes like a marked card. So unless mm-hmm. they're going to ban it in expanded or have a rotation in expanded, I um, could see reprint that
1: once. Yeah, I once know. Prism Stars rotate, the ability to have another kind of card that you can only have one of in a deck. Because I think having two different kinds that you can have one of in a deck and standard is a little confusing. Right. But yeah, once you have one gone, you kind of open the door again for another one of kind of card. And that seems to be a thing. Like I would love for those one of cards to be even more powerful, to be honest. Um, there's a mechanic in Dragon Ball Super uh, that I believe is called Ultimate, but you can only have mm-hmm. one of that card, but it has a crazy effect, right? Um, right. Maybe that's a bit of, I think, what Amazing Rares thematically maybe try to be, but coming out with just some absolutely ridiculous thing would be interesting.
0: And I mean, like, they've reprinted Computer Search before. It was in the original base set. So, like, right. they obviously like the card. I mean, they, they printed it again. So, I don't, I don't see why not doing it again. I mean, you've had Pokeball a thousand times. I mean, Pokeball's a little bit different, but...
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, in every game, there's a computer. You just, well, I guess you could name it something different.
0: Not if I'm speed running. Well,
2: there is a computer
1: in standard right now.
2: Yeah. Old PC. There's the old PC.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could just play old PC. That card's trash. You could also, maybe they print new (laughs) PC, right? That could be. Yeah.
0: Oh, my. I just, I also want a reprint (laughs) of Tropical Beach. But that came in snorlax so i'm okay with that because snorlax is pretty sweet
2: yeah i do like snorlax i think that's a good card
0: colossal is also six and oh right now in the hexter oh, wow
2: oh okay good i like to hear that that's the one that's got a three three line right uh sure. 4-3. Oh, it's a four okay. three i 4-3 have a three line.
0: line and i bricked like crazy Chaw. just just id'd with uh with picaram to make it into what, what i assume what is, can you uh,
1: imagine I mean, I guess you don't yeah. want to risk loss, but like you sit no, there just and make it,
0: you're already in. It's eight rounds. I know. So this is the seventh round. Yeah. I know I'm just By I'm just six, imagining you're that
1: Pika player being like dodged a bullet there.
0: <laughs> yeah, Pikerom's like Pikarom was like begging the dude, like, please, please, yeah. please,
2: please. He's <laughs> crossing his fingers. Don't look at my deck list. Don't look at my deck list. <laughs> just just give you the idea. Give
0: you the idea Come on, man. Come on, man. Don't be so mean.
2: Well,
1: uh, I feel like I feel like we've gotta Good, good set of conversation there. Do y'all wanna,
0: do y'all wanna take us to the end of the episode? Uh, I went, I went two two, in the hexer. I would have gone three zero, oh, but I forgot to check in. <laughs> Ooh, check in against it. my game with uh, Danny Altavilla. So, Danny, I love you, buddy. So, so Hope Jake's you, uh, out here
1: like, Danny, I got the dub, but.
0: I, I told Danny, I was like, Danny, you gotta, you gotta win the whole thing now, because like I just gave you the free win, and he's he's currently five and one, so he's he's top ten. Nice. So I need I need he's him to get add. that top eight. Come on, buddy.
1: Uh, thank you, PJ, for for joining us today. I think it was great having your, I mean, hearing you talk about that melodic deck and just having having the the insight to know that Senna Scorch is going to be that good, and then just having the the balls, if you will, to bring a rogue deck like that. Into the Sunday Open. So, thank you for coming on and uh, chatting with us.
2: No, anytime, guys. Definitely uh, appreciate being on the show. Uh, I'm a fan. So, uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh.
1: All right. Uh, Usually we end the show with something random, but I I can't think of anything too random. Jake,
0: wax your ears. Wax your ears. Come on. Stop having gross freaking ears. It's 2020.
2: Do your Metapod reviews.
1: Yeah, review us about stuff. Okay, bye. Bye.